Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. For your second listen, go to Locked On SEC. Chris Gordy does a heck of a job. Honestly, does a really good job. I go on that show all the time. It's really cool at covering the SEC as a whole. Now, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ole Miss every day. But every dayers, Charles Stackhouse is going to probably come on the show this week. That, that's the point. We haven't set up a time just yet, but he has agreed to do it this week. So we'll see what happens. I love talking to Charles. Anyway, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. And we are talking about game number 11, which is the ULM Warhawks. So get ready for that. Now, ULM went four and eight last year, three and five in the Sun Belt. They're head coached by Terry Bowden. Hey, look at that. Um, I guess he did. He went to ULM with Rich Rod, didn't he? And now Rich Rod's at Jacksonville State. You have um, a situation where they're not a particularly good team. And um, I think Ole Miss is like a 98% FPI favorite in this game, maybe 97. But if you look at the offense, the offense has to start working better, which is not a good preview bullet point for any team that's going. Now, in November, there's going to be a lot of stuff that gets fixed. You need to, you have a quarterback situation that's pretty thin, um, leaving former Juco transfer Gile Wright as the lone option with any experience in the attack. He's a decent runner, but he needs to rise up fast as a consistent passer. The receiving core should help as well with deep threat Tyrone Howell. Still around after leading the way with 50 catches for 852, six scores, and Alfred Luke is, Luke is back at is a quick inside target who needs the ball more. The line got hammered by the transfer portal. Victor Cutler is off to Ohio State. Um, massive guard Peyton Dunn is a Houston Cougar, and now the patching begins. It's it's just a situation where G5 teams are just a target or basically a minor league system for. Um, the Power Five. Defensively, their defense was 109th in the country, and they couldn't stop the run. The secondary is their biggest strength, but that's not good going against Quinshawn, by the way. Um, the linebackers in front six have to be stronger. They obviously run some sort of a hybrid defense, either 4-2-5 or 3-3-5 as well. Their key to the season is more big plays. Uh, again, it's offensively challenged, and their defense can't seem to stop anybody, so it doesn't look good for the Warhawks at the moment. The receivers do have the ability to stretch the field. The backs can move, and now the offense has to start coming up with more chunk plays. There has to be a dangerous element to the attack, but more than anything, the Warhawk defense has to create problems, more sacks, pressure, stops, and takeaways. So they just they need explosives, essentially, and that'll be interesting to see as well. Now, their biggest transfer in was Donnell Harris from Texas A&M. He's an edge player, so he's probably going to be tasked with getting after the quarterback. Victor, Victor Cutler did go to Ohio State, um, and the Warhawks have a potentially great pass rusher in Kennard Snyder, but they need a whole lot more. Harris was a five-star recruit for the Aggies who didn't see much of the field, but there's just too much talent not to rise up and rock with a bigger opportunity. I don't know about that. It could be more of an evaluation issue um, if somebody just consistently doesn't produce. It's like you think they should. The numbers are there. If you look at the spreadsheet, it's there. But, you know, if, if, if the guy's a senior and has never done it, you just have to kind of assume that he's not going to ever do it. 
So the offensive line would be fantastic if everybody stuck around, but losing left tackle Victor Cutler, he's liable to work as a backup guard to Ohio State Hurts. Yeah, seriously, G5 schools get picked now. That's, that's just the way it is. It's, it's, it, to go from a G5 to a Power 5 is like going from double to triple A, you know, or getting the major league call up in summer situations. And this guy going to Ohio State from ULM is definitely doing it. It's like A-ball to Major League Baseball. So their key player is Jaya Wright. I, I'm butchering that name, and I apologize to the young man if I am. No pressure or anything, but the entire season might fall on his all-around game considering there isn't and any obvious options to push for the gig. The former Juco transfer is a good mid-range passer who can keep things moving with his legs but didn't see a whole lot of time his first two seasons. Now he has to make everyone around him shine. Now, if you look at it, everything's going on. Their schedule in November, is as far as a ULM schedule goes, that's brutal. At M.M. Roberts at Southern Miss, that's going to be a big game. Then they play the Troy Trojans, who won 10 games last year. They go to Ole Miss the next week, and they close with their game at Louisiana. Ole Miss is a 97.8 FPI favorite in this game. Now, W's and L's, we've added the ESPN FPI of every game on the W's and L's because I didn't want to give those away early, too early. Now that we're getting towards the end, I do want that to be on there and everybody to see that. You can see the biggest two toss-up games on Ole Miss's schedule are probably Texas in A&M and at Mississippi State. At 60%, Ole Miss probability wins each way. Anything more than that, if you want to count it as a toss-up, you have to count LSU as a favorite as a toss-up as well, and nobody wants to do that. So you have a situation where there's not necessarily toss-up games on the schedule. There's just not. Whenever you do the W's and L's and you kind of throw up toss-ups, you know that's the kind of the new trend in college sports. These aren't there. Ole Miss is at least a 20% probability winner over their opponent against A&M, Mississippi State, Auburn, and Arkansas. It's absolutely nuts. Ole Miss is over 70% for like in six games. What is that? ULM, Vanderbilt. Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulane, and Mercer, all over 70% win probability. So nobody's going to, just looking at these FPIs, and if you look at my picks, my only L, I did try to pick one game that Ole Miss would win a game and Ole Miss would lose a game that they were supposed to either way. And even without the FPIs, they're still in that range of like, Upset, but not really. And we'll see exactly what happens. At this point, I've got Ole Miss at 8-3. and three, Getting ready for the Thanksgiving game at Mississippi State. Ole Miss will probably be a touchdown favorite in that game. Um, weirdness happens occasionally. We saw that last year. But all of the extra stuff, if it does not happen, if the extra stuff does not happen this year, this has a chance to be a Thanksgiving day where Ole Miss could potentially be facing Mississippi State with a shot for the SEC championship game on the line. 
that is what happened. And like I said, over to the right, you look at my picks, you can think of whatever you want about my picks. Over to the right is the FBI. That's the computers. And they obviously think very, very highly of the Ole Miss Rebels. It, it just really is. I hope everybody has a good Monday. SEC Media Days start today, tomorrow, starting tomorrow. We'll hear from Greg Sankey, and we'll start to have highlights up on the show as well. I think in the second segment of the show, I think we're going to continue to do the breakdown segments of recruits. We'll hit the recruits we haven't done to this point. So anybody that fell between the cracks, if we can get something, we will put those guys up as well. We will get ready for the opening of fall camp, which I think happens somewhat sometime in the next two weeks. And it is officially go time. I'm very, very excited. So thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Everydayers, we are going to work to set up Charles Stackhouse. we got a lot of stuff going in. There's a new look, look morning walk for people that follow on their social medias. Um, so that is pretty good as well. So until tomorrow, when this SEC Media Days event really kicks off in earnest, hotty toddy.